Welcome to the Toka Backstage Podcast. Join Toka's Executive Director, Chris Wolf, in conversations with the artists and people behind the scenes of the Torrance Cultural Arts Foundation's performances and events. Hi, this is Chris Wolf, Executive Director of the Torrance Cultural Arts Foundation, with another edition of Toka Backstage. It is my extreme honor to have Eileen Arton, um, who's singer, songwriter, performer, recording artist, uh, whatever. I, just she's an amazing um, person <laughs> and talent. Um, Eileen, thank you so much for taking the time. Well, sure. Thanks for having me, Christian. And you're pretty amazing yourself. Uh, um, <laughs> so I, I wanted to start off with we first met or you you first got involved with Toka because you uh, had uh, one or, or a couple of your students participate in South Bay's Got Talent. That's right. It was quite a while back, what, in the last seven years or so? Yeah. I, and I'm I'm curious, because um, you, you're, like, how we met was because you were a vocal co teacher to these these students. What, what did you... What what inspired you to get them to participate in South Bay's Got Talent? Well, part of the probably the biggest thing that I teach when I'm teaching voice lessons is self confidence, you know, self worth, and um, um, you know, just having the you know taking risks. And uh, South Bay's Got Talent was just a great platform for them to be able to experience taking a risk and, you know, pushing themselves as far as how confident they're going to feel about themselves. And, you know, I just pushed that. It had nothing to really do with uh, making the show. It had a lot to do with actually going through the motions of, you know, being a part of such a great event. And uh, we, I think we were surprised by so many who did so well. And uh, I saw this change in these kids as they each year, more and more kids were participating. And in the end, it was just, it was an experience for them, whether they made it or didn't make it. Each one had their own special experience. So what made me to answer your question, um, get them to do this was because I work on a lot of self-confidence using your voice not just on stage but off stage as well and this was just a great opportunity for me to do that with them it, that that is amazing i it's it's funny because you you bring up the need of self-confidence i do recall back many many moons ago when i was in junior high school i was i wanted to audition for the school musical and i i have like no sense of musicality in me whatsoever but um my friend said oh you can do it you can do it just go and and audition and just be enthusiastic so i went <laughs> when i went in there and i was enthusiastic as could be and what was funny was i made the show and he didn't but i guess because wow. i was very enthusiastic but i i know what you mean that that self-confidence plays a plays a lot into performing and just being i guess a human being yeah. you need that 
Yeah. And, and we don't know how much self-confidence we have until we're really put in situations. You know, um, one of the other ways that I would prep them to put themselves in the situation is visualize themselves actually being there. And, um, you know, cause that helps a lot. You know, we, we, we have sight, but it's, it's a one thing to have sight and to have vision. So I try to help them visualize the whole experience of, you know, feeling it. But again, we don't, we really don't know our limits until we're put in that situation. And then, you know, I always tell them if you fall, so what, you know, how many people can say are doing what you're doing? Not many. How many pe- people can say they would like to? Many, you know? Right. No, that's very true. And, and you know, it's it's funny because we always try, we, we've tried from the very beginning to make it a very friendly and safe environment. Yes. And I think, you know, I think one of the things that kids need to know when they audition or, or when they perform in, in this or any other competition is that the people who are who are judging you want you to do well they're they're mm-hmm. like they're your biggest fans at the time because it's it's always so wonderful to i mean when some of your kids came up and just sang and blew us away it was like yay we found some great talent yay we're so no. um so yeah that, that i think that's really important to remember so <clears throat> what um tell me how did how did you get into being the vocal coach extraordinaire that you are oh gosh um you know it all started gosh i was taking vocal lessons i started taking vocal lessons i'm gonna try to like really compress this story (laughs) because this is a whole other podcast but i started taking vocal lessons because i was singing a lot on my own just i started singing after the birth of my kids because i wanted to teach them what to do you know what I wanted them to do what they love in life. And I thought, how can I teach them that if I'm not? So I went and bought a guitar, taught myself how to play, started doing farmers markets, blah, 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 blah. I was doing a lot of singing. And I realized I need a friend of mine said, you need a vocal coach because I started losing my voice. And I thought there was something wrong with me, you know. And uh after working under Charlie Gavoyan, who's a very, you know, popular, renowned um classical singer and his teacher edward was the student of caruso and caruso if you know is a is like the pavarotti back then so it's caruso's teachings handed down to edward who was handed down to charlie who's handed down to me so i have this classical background and charlie has many students but he he said if you ever decide to teach vocal lessons you better do it and I said what me be a vocal coach I don't he goes no 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 you don't understand because I've I've been teaching this for years and there's nobody who gets it like you do so I was asked by Sterling's grandmother you remember Sterling mm-hmm. she was my very first student Sterling was 14 I think she's now 24 um, doing great in college by the way still keeps in touch with me and her grandmother asked me when he said, what are you going to teach uh, Sterling vocal lessons? I'm like, I'm not a vocal coach. She's like, you have to teach. So I went back to Charlie. I said, guess what? Somebody asked me. He's like, did you do it? And I said, no. He goes, are you crazy? You have to do it. <laughs> so it started with obviously me saying, finally, I said, yes. 
two months later, she sent me her other granddaughter, Sierra, which you know, mm -hmm. who I still keep in touch with, who's now 22. And I think some, roughly like that. And then from Sterling, I, uh, Sierra, I had her sister. And then that was it. You know, people found out because Sterling was doing auditions and Sierra was singing. And it's like, oh, you sing. Yeah, you should meet this lady. I never once advertised that I teach vocal lessons ever. Till this day, I don't even advertise it. I started putting something on Facebook just recently about vocal life lessons. Um but that was after COVID, you know, trying to do this Zoom thing. Sure. But um, that's how it all started. You know, it was it started from Charlie telling me I should do it. And then Sterling's grandmother. And then just by word of mouth, I went from literally, literally. I manifested three students to 30 students in less than four months. I had all these students. And the reason I said yes the first time was because Charlie said I should. But from that, I was getting the second income because I was a special ed teacher, which by by the way, this year I resigned. We'll get into that. Um, I was a special ed PE teacher. And this income from teaching the vocal lessons, I was able to use towards my album, creating this. And, and we can talk about that later. But I, I uh, you know, I'm also a songwriter, a singer and. I do all my music and lyrics on my own and I have a great producer, but um, it paid for my album and all the studio sessions and everything you can possibly think of. I worked on that for two years and um, that's how it started. You know, it's just, wow. you never know what you're going to get into unless you take that risk and push yourself. So I never thought, you know, and it was a self-confidence thing for me, you know, can I, can I not? But once I did it and I saw the results and I saw how I was changing the lives of these kids it was so rewarding. I can't. I can't even explain to you. It's so rewarding. Uh, yeah, because Sterling was. Uh, I, I remember her from South Bay's Got Talent, and um, I think she did a couple other things with us, um, and before she went off to college, and uh, talented young woman. Um, all all your students have been. I mean, they can't. I think all the students that we saw that you brought you know, made it into the show pretty much. And I, I mean, I don't remember who, there's been so many, I don't remember who won and who didn't, but I know they all did really well. And all yes. the judges had, you know, favorable things to say about them. So um, nice segue. So you, I, I do, those who may be watching this may recognize you from uh, one of the things you did for Toka during the pandemic when we were shut down was you performed a live stream concert for us uh that was really well received um i think it got you know some of the most views that we had um, awesome did but one of the things i didn't know about you i know you played guitar and piano and was a, were a vocal coach i didn't know you were also a songwriter and i knew you sang because i knew you once sang a duet with uh, one of your students but you're also i mean Let's just, I guess the easiest way to put it is you're like you're a rock star, basically. <laughs> that, that, uh, that, um, the show that you did for us was pretty rocking, but you wrote a lot of those songs, right? I wrote all of those songs, music and lyrics, yeah. Well, I do recall you doing one that was a Fleetwood Mac song, so I'm not going to give oh. you credit for that one. 
Darn it. <laughs> well, I, can I just say that I wish that was one that I did write? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you did a really good job on that one. Um, so where do you find your inspiration when you write songs? You know, most of my, all of my music is about love. It's about love for my wife, love for my life. And love for my, you know, this passion that I have for music. And it's about the journeys of, you know, my experiences of um, all three of those things. But most of my album is, you know, I would say is about, you know, my wife and she, she inspires me. I was a very late bloomer in songwriting. Like I said, is that confidence thing, which is why I instill that in my students, because I wish I had someone like me growing up. I really do. I think my life would have been different. However, I don't, I love my life. I wouldn't change a thing. And if, you know, um, I would do it the same because I ended up with my, you know, my wife, we have three beautiful daughters. I've touched so many lives and now I'm just trying to do something else, which is finally living that rock star life of, you know, pursuing my album. But like I said, most everything is from personal experiences, really. And that is, um, you know, mostly the relationship of my wife. Some of the stuff are fabricated, like the song Heaven and Hell. That's a little fabricated. You know, that's a little overboard. But, you know, it's fun to do. My wife actually helped me write that song, some of the lyrics on that. Um, but it's really, it's inspired from just that fire and desire within. You know, I just, I'm, I'm 52, but I, I really feel like I'm 22 you know, and um, I feel like there's so much more to my life and so much more out there that I still want to do and give. And so that's what keeps me going. And I'm still writing. I mean, I could have released a double album if I wanted to. And there's 13 tracks on this song, which is unusual. Most tracks, most albums are nine to 10 tracks, but we really had to pull back and not release everything. Um, but I'm already ready with this, with the next album. I'm just trying to get this one out there. But um, yeah, I would say I'm inspired by loves of life. You know? So if somebody wanted to uh, get the album or, I mean, is it available on iTunes? Is it, how, do, how do people get it? Well, well, it's right now I have a couple singles on iTunes and uh, Spotify and all those other major platforms, digital platforms, two singles that I drop from the album. One is Heaven and Hell, which is actually also the title of the album. And we have a music video of, and the other one is Golden Wings. But the album itself titled Heaven and Hell will be out November 18th. So just less than a month away. Um, people can pre-order it now if they wanted to. Just go to my website at um, EileenArton.com. And there's a pre-order digital download for the album. Again, that'll drop on November 18th, but they'll have first access to it. Um, and of course, if they, you know, do the social media thing of follow me on uh, Instagram and Facebook at Eileen Arden, they'll, they could stay up to date with what's going on with the album. Now, one thing I have to, I have to, I have a confession to make. When I, when I first met you and you were performing with your students, most of the stuff they did and most of the stuff I saw you do was kind of folksy, bluesy, just, or poppy. And then when you came out to do that live stream video, it was like pure rock star. What, what is your sort of your, your favorite niche? Is it, is it 
rock rock and roll is it pop is it what do you have like a favorite uh, definitely you know i love all types of music you know honestly um but what i do is it's more of a classic rock i would say alternative modern classic rock like a neoclassic um rock album um golden wings to me is much more commercialized commercialized and that's kind of has that poppy edge but um yeah if you if you like rock and roll rock and roll music classic rock and roll music you're gonna love this album awesome and um do you, are you back to i know that you'd performed at the saint when it was saint rock are you uh, doing live performances again my next live performance is at uh, on December 11th. It's kind of like an album release party, but just the next big show of the full album on December 11th at the Venice West. And I believe they used to run St. Rock. Yeah, that used to be yeah. St. Rock, right? Yeah, yes. And that's out off of Lincoln Boulevard and, you know, Venice area. Awesome. And yeah. um, so thinking of... of your students and kids, if somebody came to you and said, I really want to like pursue being a musician or a performer, what words of wisdom would you give them? Do it. Do it. <laughs> do it. Yeah, absolutely. Do it. Uh, first, I would ask them, you know, what are their what are their goals are with, with doing that? You know, but is it really their passion? And uh, I would just tell them, you know, you are truly we are truly you are christian i am we are truly the masters you know the the captains of our own ship um i think the only and my students will tell you if you sat with any of my students i can guarantee you they will tell you the same thing that this is what i teach um because i've had many people you know non-student people come up to me and ask me and then months later i'll get a call or a text from them saying you changed my life and I said, really? How? Why? And it was because, you know, I get people to see that the only limits and obstacles we have are the ones we put on ourselves. The same, you know, the person who says they can and the person who says they can't, guess what? They're both right. Because if you believe you can't do something, you're just, you know, you're not going to have that feeling of happiness to want to do it and take those action sticks it takes hard work you know it's not just about visualizing the end result and being there no one has to visualize themselves taking the steps to get there as that journey but um i would say you know start singing uh, just do anything that you can you know go to farmer's market make the cold calls nobody did anything for me i do everything on my own right now. So if there's any managers or agents out there who want to grab me first, you're more than welcome to do that. But I do it all. You know, I self-promote, I, I self-market, I, I do it all. Um, so actually, I do know that some agents and managers do watch this. So uh, just a clue, if you reach out to me, I will get you uh, Eileen's contact. <laughs> Very cool. Um, yeah. But uh that you know, it's funny because I, I I ask that question of everybody that we do this because, as you know, Toka is that's sort of one of our things is we like to encourage young performers, and um, I think that was one of the best responses I've ever heard. Awesome! So that makes me so happy because you're right. I mean, and I, I I I know I've heard that sort of that saying before that you know those who say they can and those who say they can't they're, they're both right. 
I, I think it's very true. And I think that, you know, um, like with South Bay's got talent, you know, it's just, you just got to try it and say, you're going to do it and do it. You have to, ex you have to go in there accepting that it's just an experience, you know, and whether you make it or you don't make it, it's still an experience. Nobody can take that away from you. There's no, nothing more empowering than you making the decision to do something. You know, whether you succeed or you don't succeed, it's still an experience that's going to get you to the next step, which is a step up forward. So I try to, you know, really drill that into just not just my students, but anybody who asks me about it, because like I said, you know, I, I want to do everything that I possibly can dream of while I'm here in this body during this time of life. And um so yeah, I'm 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 happy that uh, I hope that that answer resonates with people because I always want to leave people with this impression of increase. You know, that's my goal, and I that's what I hope to do with my music is to save and change lives and just always leave an impression of increase to live a better life. Well, you're you're doing it, and you're you're sharing you know sharing the joy with people, and and we appreciate it, and we appreciate you bringing you know letting your students know about. Um, South Bay's Got Talent, and I, I encourage people to uh, check out your new album uh, coming out in uh, November. Thank you. So it's uh, they can go to your website. We'll put a title card on here with your website. Um, Sounds so good. People can can uh, access it. And if you are interested in South Bay's Got Talent, the deadline for uh, audition applications is January twenty third. Um, and auditions are February 5, 6, and 7, and the show is on February 25th. And uh, Eileen, thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, my gosh. Thanks for having me, Chris. It's so nice to see you again, and I, I enjoyed speaking with you, and I just pleasure to be here. Nice. Well, well, we look forward to your album, and hopefully we'll see you in person soon. Sounds good. Thank you. Thank you.